Hi, and welcome to the Money Quest Live podcast. I'm your host, Simon Dean. The Money Quest Live podcast talks to our network of franchisees and business partners to hear about their stories and to discover how they are building their business to thrive. Welcome. Hi, in this week's podcast, we have a recording of the captain's table that Tim Donoghue hosted the other day at Your Business Matters. Michelle Harvey's being interviewed and we celebrate her five years of being with MoneyQuest and her journey. Michelle shares some of the the highs and the challenges as she's been building her business over the last five years. Certainly if you're a new broker or looking to, um, to grow and looking for new ideas, there's some really great pearls of wisdom and gems of knowledge here. So I would ask you to uh, have a listen and take the notes and I hope you enjoy. Thank you. Captain's Table. Uh, Money Quest, a young business, uh, but that doesn't mean we shouldn't celebrate our significant milestones. So uh, one of those was actually reached uh, recently uh, with the first of our franchises to uh, attain the five-year mark with, with the business. And in fact, it was our very first franchise with MoneyQuest. So it's uh, important that we recognise those uh, sorts of achievements and uh, celebrate a bit of our history. So I thought it's a great opportunity to uh, talk about uh, the circumstances of how our very first franchise came into being. So a very warm welcome to the captain's table to uh, Michelle Harvey. Good morning, Michelle. Good morning, Tim. Nice to have you with us. Thanks. And I'm sorry, because I'm off-site, I can't offer you the normal uh, selection oh. from the captain's extensive wine cellar. So I'm afraid we'll have to uh, postpone the uh, the bubbly for the next time we get together in person, perhaps. I hope you can forgive me for that, but uh, the circumstances have dictated that today. I'll let you off today. <laughs> but thanks for that. Now, five years, uh, that, uh, that seems, I'm sure, to have gone uh, in a bit of a whirlwind, no doubt. Absolutely, yeah. It's been, uh, I can't believe it's already been five years. It doesn't seem like that long, but yeah. Well, congratulations on, on reaching that. So can you take us back to that point five years ago? How did it come to be that you were franchise number one? Um, well, I, before I did this, I was in real estate for over 20 years and I, actually, I, I co-owned another real estate agent. Um, and then I had my son. And when he got to about three or four, I'd, I'd had enough of not having a business. Um, so I was looking for something else. And I thought this was a good crossover from my background. Um, so I started looking around for franchises, spoke to a few big names and MoneyQuest uh, was on the list as well. Um, yeah, met with Julian. <laughs> I and despite with that, you still signed up. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, no, and I, the I, rest I, is history. The rest is history. That, that was pretty much laid down Mazir after I'd spoken to Julian. He had a bit of a, a real estate background as well, and I felt very comfortable. Um, the other one, I was speaking to Smartline and Mortgage Choice, but um, was definitely more impressed with MoneyQuest. And on my second interview, came in and, and Mike had just joined and was was able to meet him and pick his brains on plan, on the plans for the group and got in my car after that meeting and said, well, I've found my franchise. Well, that's a, that's a great endorsement of uh, well, the quality of our leadership. Uh, but yeah. was there an element of 
perhaps am I doing the right thing here, given that you've just said I spoke, I spoke to some of the large players, uh, the brand names, the significant entities in the, in the broking sector. And at that point, of course, MoneyQuest really almost didn't exist as such. Um, so a bit of a leap of faith on, on your part. Was there any thought of, well, maybe I should stick with the established framework or how did, how did you make the decision to, no, not, to go with, a, with an unknown quantity almost? Yeah, no, that, that didn't occur to me. I didn't even think that. I think I knew if it was going to work, it was up to me. It really it didn't matter what brand. It was going to be my hard work and, and my network and me, me doing it was going to sink or swim. Uh, so the brand wasn't that important to me, but I wanted a good franchise that would help me because I'd never done it before. I was new to industry um, and I knew I didn't know anything. So I thought I would get a lot more support with MoneyQuest than the other ones. I was, I was meeting corporate figureheads with them rather than the owners of MoneyQuest. Um, and they were Sydney-based. I wanted Melbourne-based, mainly because my son was little and I didn't want to be going all the time up to Sydney. Not, you know, that, that was the main thing. Um, and I just, I thought, no, I actually thought it was a fantastic opportunity to get in at the ground level and be part of the growth. And, and I could see that or even at that small size, the support was so much more. Um, and I could just see that, it, you could see where it was going to go. I thought, yeah, I'm getting in now. Yeah. Get in on the ground floor and yeah. ride the elevator to the, the lofty heights of success. <laughs> One day. Indeed. So uh, what about that learning curve? Now, you, you said I had a lot to learn and I needed that high level of support in my early days. How steep was that uh, that learning curve for you to climb? Yeah, the the business side of it, I was okay with. I, I, was, I, I expected it to be hard and it was, but it, I expected that. But the, the credit side of it, I suppose, and the dealing with banks and all the compliance... Uh, was just so much to learn. And I remember at the start just thinking, oh, I hate that I just don't know stuff. And I missed my, having, when I had my other role for 20 years, I knew it, knew everything I was doing. And then it's like, oh, I just, I can't wait till I can get to a point where I, I know what I'm doing. I just feel like I just, everything I'm, is a learning curve. So then, do we ever get, do we ever get to that stage? Uh, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm waiting, but I'm, I'm a lot more comfortable with what I'm doing now. Than I was. It's a continuous journey, no doubt. Yeah. What have you noticed uh, during that five years in terms of change? What's different now uh, than perhaps three, four, five years ago when you started? I, I think it's always changing. What's different last year to this year, the year before to this year? Um, it's, I, I'd say banks are worse to deal with than they used to be. I find, you know, they can be. You've got to pick the right lender, I guess. It's the, it's the banks that are the problem. But um, in terms of the industry, it changes every day. So, and it's going, it'll continue to do that, um, I think. So I can't really pinpoint one thing, except that it is just constantly changing. Have you noticed a, a different attitude with your clients, perhaps, or your prospective clients, uh, compared to when you started. Now, do, do you think there's a, a greater a level of understanding and awareness of what brokers do and how they can help people? Definitely, absolutely. And my my core market is first home buyers, and dealing with them, they they always say, "Gosh, how would you do this by yourself?" There's you know, there's no way we could do this without a broker. And I think that uh, definitely, there's more and more of that. I need a broker. 
What about developing the business and marketing yourself and your services? Uh, you, you had an established network, I guess, from your background in real estate coming in. Uh, what have you done over the last five years to extend that and promote MoneyQuest, promote you and, uh, and broking itself? Yep. So I've I've had a very local focus. I'm, I'm very one of the another reasons I went with MoneyQuest was I could have Ringwood and it would be mine. Um, and I'm very most of my clientele is within a ten minute drive of my house. So very all most all of my marketing has been local in my area. I've done stalls at the local Coles um, or local shopping centre where Coles is. I've given out shopping bags. I've run seminars for first home buyers. All, all of this is pre-COVID, but but um, sponsor a local cricket club. I've sponsored a few clubs and things, um, and social media, Facebook and Google have been all right to me too. So really, establishing a presence in the local area and people identifying you and your business uh, simply by the fact that you're out there and intermingling with with the community. Yeah, yeah. My son's school is kinder. I'm on the committees of things. Um, uh, yeah, but just very. Very Ringwood. I was just very much promo Money Quest Ringwood is what I do. Yeah. You are so just a t are you really on the committee of a kindergarten? I was. I did. Oh. I, I, he's finished now, but I was a treasurer for two years of his kinder. Oh my god. Um separately we'll talk. I did one year of my oldest at kinder. It was probably the worst year of my life. Yeah, it was hideous. Yeah. I, I, I was I'm surrounded by women at home and at work, but I didn't realise that. I was the only male on this kinder committee. Yeah. Oh my God. I, I anyway, I don't know how I got through it, but that's uh, I'll, I wouldn't recommend you do that, anyone. Goodness gracious. No. No, we all we all jumped for joy once that finished. Yeah. Michelle, was there ever a time over this period where you maybe had second thoughts or any indications that this wasn't quite what you expected it was going to be? Yeah, probably. Um, there are times when it's like, oh man, what what, what was I thinking? But it, it just just pushed through. I think I think my I, I don't focus so much on the finance side because that will that just does your head in after a while if you just constantly. Think. I, I focus on my clients and I love my clients and I've I picked first home buyers first. That was one of the first decisions I made. It's still my core market. I love helping them. I don't care. If, one settled two nights ago at six o'clock. He's sending me a video of his place as he's walking through. So excited. But I think if you if you love your clients, it makes it a lot lot more easier to do the stuff that isn't as enjoyable. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't I don't worry about the processes. I, I care about the clients. It must be very satisfying when you know you've played a significant part in helping them realise their, their their dreams, buy that house, build that house buy their first investment property. That must be very rewarding, no doubt. Yeah, it is. It's, what, it's what's kept me sane, really. It's, um, yeah, it's, it's the, the, best, the best part of it, I think, is when you just how, how grateful and how so they just think they can't do it and then they do. And it's, they're, it's, they're, they're very loyal to you too. Yeah, it's really good. What about the future? Uh, you've had five years now, uh, successful years. Uh, what's the plan for you in terms of uh, taking the business on where you want it to be? Yeah, well, uh, I'm in growth mode. I've got, got you know, the business is now at a point where it's generating its own business. Um, so just 
I guess, managing the growth and maintaining a balance. I do, I do want to grow the business more. I don't have, I don't think having grandiose, huge five-year plans works for me. I do, I do one, what I call a BCD a year, one business changing decision a year, just one major decision. And the rest is just little improvements or glitching or, you know, tightening um, processes and things along the way. So lots of little decisions, but I just do one big one a year. Do you have a team with you, an assistant? How do you, how do you manage the back office? Yeah, I've got a guy from Lineworks. I've got a part-timer who does a lot of all the compliance and data entry, but I'm, I'm at the point now where that, that's got to be my next BCD. Right. That's very exciting. Yeah. And for someone contemplating the decision that you made five years ago to dive into broking, set up their own business. Uh, what advice would you give them if they came seeking your opinion? Uh, I'd say be, be prepared for us. If you're new to industry, be prepared for a slow burn at the start um, and have patience and have a clear mind of where, you, where are your clients going to come from? Who are your clients is the main and look after them and get to know yeah. them. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but if you don't know where your clients are going to come from, then you probably shouldn't do it. Oh, that's that's very appropriate advice there. Well, look, congratulations again. It's been a, a great period and fantastic to have you part of the family as, as, and something you'll never lose, franchise number one. That's no, a very I know. Tough, very on <laughs> so you, you've etched a permanent place in the, in the Money Quest Hall of Fame. So well done. And thank you for sharing your journey and some of your great insights this morning with everybody. No, no worries. Thanks for having me. Thanks to Over you, Admiral. And uh, thank you, Captain. And Michelle, I can tell you that from a management team, we, we are delighted to have you as our first franchise, just from the point of your positivity. But also, it's so refreshing to hear that you just love your clients. And, you know, mm -hmm. if you love your clients and they're the focus of what you do, you're a great ambassador for us, irrespective of how successful you are. From our perspective, we love having you as number one for that reason alone. Um, all right. It was great listening to Michelle and learning a little bit, little bit about her journey. There is no magic bullet. It's about doing lots of activities, such as stalls in shopping centres, running information sessions, such as first home buyer webinars, sponsorship in your local community, leveraging social media, networking with community events. For Michelle, there was a focus around building a local presence in and around Ringwood for her business, MoneyQuest Ringwood. Finally, Michelle talks about BCD, one big, big, one big business decision each year to improve her business. Michelle mentions she has a back office support in a part-time capacity and as part of her BCD is considering a full-time person. From my perspective, a BCD is working on your business, not in it. So what is your BCD for this year? Thank you.